0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and I am super excited to introduce today's guest, Elena Angel. Elena is a modern-day mystic, intuitive channel, spiritual healer, and guide. She uses her psychic gifts and mastery in energetics to see and transform the karma that's behind persistent challenges in your life. The foundation of her work is the knowing that when you clear the root causes, unconscious karmic energies, you are able to reclaim and embody more of your creative soul energy. Welcome, Elena.
1: Thank you so much, Emmy. It's so wonderful to be here with you today. Thank you uh, to all our listeners you. as well for tuning in.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's, it's such a blessing to have you with us, Elena. And mm. I am so looking forward to learning from you today. Mm. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally?
1: It's a wonderful question. And um, it did get me thinking Uh, It did get me thinking when you first uh, gave me this little impulse. Mm. Sacred feminine power. Um, Well, all of my life really has been about bridging the sacred, the divine, and the human, the mundane. And a sacred feminine power for me is, is somehow being able to embody this uh, quality of the sacred and, and the very human uh, with love and wisdom. And to express it in, in a uniquely feminine way, which I think for each one of us is different. Um, that, that for me is a woman in her power, and that's the sacred feminine.
0: Mm, I like that. And um, I would love to explore that a little bit further as well with you as we go along with this interview. But for now, I would love to hear from you, Elena. If you could share one challenge that you have faced in your life that's really helped you to activate and understand this notion of sacred feminine power within you and in your own unique life's path.
1: Yes, um, one of the biggest challenges, one of the, big, the biggest topics in my life uh, has been relationships and I remember when I was very young as a child I had an innocence, but at the same time, I was very at home with that divine aspect we were talking about. So that I could hear the music of the angels in the silence. And I, I was aware of a greater love and a greater joy. And um, the fact that I was creating reality with my mind, I must've been about four or five when I actually formulated that statement. And what puzzled me was that the, Ordinary reality, the life, the relationships I saw around me were not like that. We're not purely loving and joyful. Uh, We're not so divinely connected. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of um, lovelessness, actually. People who were supposedly loving each other were actually hurting each other. That was what I was witnessing. I also saw the lack of truth. It was standard practice to lie, a little bit or a lot. (laughs) There was a lot of deception, little white lies or bigger lies, uh, which for me just was completely incongruent. That that truth that I knew the divine essence of what is real, what is true, was not reflected in the world, especially as I saw it played out in relationships. So that people's day-to-day lives were a little bit too much like a soap opera as far as I was concerned. and I was getting the message that this is how life is. This is how we do relationships. This is what one is to expect of a relationship. And it just didn't feel at all natural to me. But as I was young and there was this innocence, I I assumed that somehow I was wrong. (laughs) And I was trying to find out what the error was you know where was i being wrong with this? um another thing that bothered me was around sexuality i was feeling myself very deeply spiritual in my innocence but i was also feeling myself sexual again in my innocence but growing up in a fairly conventional christian um, environment there was no room for that there was no room for natural sexuality Um, that was somehow spiritual as well it just wasn't portrayed anywhere and the role models for me as a girl growing up were either Virgin Mary or the Mary Magdalene and I didn't feel I matched either of those and I couldn't I couldn't believe that somehow there was something wrong with me when my feelings felt so natural and true yet somehow were not recognized and accepted, and there was no place for them um, in the structures that I saw around me. So that caused me deep, deep sadness and worry, actually, a kind of existential worry. And again, a feeling that maybe there was something wrong that I should try and find out about and change or heal or do something. And that became the foundation for my exploration of relationships later on as I grew older and left home, I really sought to understand how how we can bridge the two, how we can be human and divine, how we can be sacred and also engage in the day-to-day life and have families and uh, be friends and have romantic relationships and um, exchange creatively, um, but in a true way, not in this crazy, deceptive yes deceptive and skewed way that I was seeing so much of and so much pain as well there was just so much pain and um, yes I guess uh, eventually uh, it took me to to Tantra and I think uh, you've invited uh, lots of uh, wonderful ladies who are also into Tantra I think this is uh, maybe one of your own interests (laughs) and the listeners as well Mm -hmm. Yes. And for me, perhaps you found out too, it it was such a relief to come to this kind of philosophy, where it's okay. And it's actually the the whole, the whole um, foundation of it is that sexuality is sacred, that this energy, we feel the creative energy is the life energy. And for me, that made absolute sense. And I was so relieved. that finally, what I had known since I was a child, was true i hadn't been wrong all along there was nothing wrong with me and uh, but that took many many years like decades to get to and Mm. then when i got there it wasn't that everything was solved instantly there was still a lot of healing but that's when i really started to explore the soul dimensions some more which is one of the other things i wanted to talk to you about
0: Mm. Absolutely. And I would love to hear more about the soul dimensions as well. I, I did just want to point out because you mentioned that uh, as a as a child growing up in a very um, conventional Christian environment and your role models being Virgin Mary and Mary Magdalene, ironically, of course, Virgin Mary and Mary Magdalene in real life, in reality, were anything but the depiction we get of them through conventional Christianity. And they would have been the perfect embodiments of that that connection between the human and the divine.
1: Uh, Yes, indeed. If I had uh, been aware of uh, mystical writings and channeled writings and all those, maybe I'd have a different um, idea. But back then it was um, like the the perfect pure person or the one who has completely denounced sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's what I could see really.
0: Absolutely. And and that is the image that such a huge number of people, even now in 2021 on our planet, get when they work with the conventional religious texts and especially Christianity. So absolutely. Yeah. But Elena, what would you say was the divine meaning or the hidden blessing in these challenges that you were facing as a child and uh, further on in your life as well? that are now helping you on your path? And how does it all relate to the soul dimensions that you mentioned?
1: Mm, thank you so much for this uh, question, yes. Um, so I, I was always exploring, trying to find answers and trying to understand. And um, I've already shared with you my agony around relationships and, mm-hmm. and bridging the sacred and the mundane, the divine and the human. Um, so what I was trying to do in my life was t- to live in a more integrated way. Um, unfortunately, what happened was my life experiences did not reflect an integrated being. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I wasn't perfectly happy. I wasn't perfectly expressing. I wasn't perfectly harmonious. I wasn't <laughs> perfectly balanced, you know, far from it. And my relationships were, were often fraught with a lot of emotion. Uh, very strong emotions and I was trying to understand why um, because I had this sense that the deeper down below all this drama that there was something very peaceful uh, and joyful but I wasn't able to access it that relationship very well um, so I could be very much in love but then I just felt so upset and hurt for whatever reason and then I might be tearful and then I might be excited again and you know, the ups and downs of romantic love and the disappointments and also the great dreams and these highs and lows in relationship uh, troubled me a lot. They cost a lot of energy and I couldn't quite understand how the love fit in with those. Okay, so we have all this crazy, crazy energy all the time. So what about the love? Does this come and go or where is it? And um, What is all, all this thing for? What is the purpose? of all these emotions that are stirred up and all these different situations that arise and this um, difficulty in being harmonious and and peaceful in a relationship. Um, Back when I was in my twenties and thirties, it was very hard for me to experience that. So I started to look deeper and eventually um, through the tantric work, my thirties and forties, I could start to see that one can go beneath the emotions and find the soul connection. I run a whole series of events on this. I wrote a lot about this. And I realized that the best recipe for a relationship is to start there, actually. A lot of us tend to start a relationship because there is some physical attraction um, or because there is some resonance in the um, ideas that we have, our values about life, our desires for life um, or our spiritual practices, perhaps, but there's something else, the soul connection. There is a much more defining, um, factor. What I mean by that is, is the aspect of you that incarnates us, this life, but also many, many other lives. So this is the grand multidimensional being that you are, um, that is actually absolutely fine, no matter what happens in your life. Um, so this is the aspect that enlivens you, gives, gives you that spark, that breath, your personal aspect of the absolute divine being, the, the you know, totally eternal and timeless and infinite being. So your individuated little spark of that is your soul and its fast. And I have found that this has a certain purpose in life. So we come into the life because we want to, as a soul, we want to embody certain qualities. We want to explore certain things. We have an agenda. And the best recipe for relationship and for everything else is to know what that is and to align with it consciously, to to make a conscious decision to go with that and not against it or do something else or doubt it or whatever really take your orders from your soul is what i'm saying right now and then Mm. see how it fits in with another person's soul (laughs) okay so again see the soul first before you see the personality before you see um the looks of the person or the physical chemistry and once you have that basic basic um, recipe down okay my purpose is this oh i can see that your purpose is that And then seeing what the magic is that wants to arise, not trying to make it happen, but see what is already there on a soul to soul level and how there might be a synergy or what it is or what the purpose is. And then that can help shape a relationship that's much more aligned, much more harmonious. And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. You know, These can be business partnerships. They can be friendships. You can start to recognize the soul. in everyone you have any exchange with. But then there's a very different quality that cuts straight through a lot of the personality and the um, you know rough edges that we have and the wounds that we have and all those different things that can get triggered and can cause us a lot of pain and difficult emotions. It goes straight to the heart of the matter and there's a lot more creativity that can emerge out of that. Mm.
0: That's beautiful. And I really love the idea of the soul connection and really starting with, with the soul and really exploring the deeper purpose there. And not just a deeper purpose for you, but the deeper pur- purpose in that particular relationship, whether it is a romantic relationship or something else. That's beautiful. Yes,
1: yes. Um, exactly. And, and it just is such a relief. I have found it such a relief. Um, There's a relief on a personal level because we don't have to try and be someone. We don't try to uh, meet some expectation or fulfill anything, any kind of role that is described from the outside, but we can really be ourselves in that. Because as we embody our soul qualities, as we express them more consciously, this is us feeling more authentic than ever. Feeling more true than ever and more loving than ever because all all of the souls want to do good ultimately um, all, all of it is benevolent in my opinion um, i do see the goodness in everyone even if actions may look negative or bad or even evil the essence of what enlivens all of creation is benevolent And I think it's this great power in connecting with that essential goodness, this essential kindness, this essential love for one another that we all can share and and that can absolutely cut through a lot of the illusion and the pain. Mm,
0: That is such an important and relevant message, especially in these current times that we're living in with so much division and polarity and so much fear mongering and so many people Really falling out over opinions, over what they feel is the absolute steadfast truth for them.
1: Yes, absolutely. I see it a lot. Uh, very heated discussions on Facebook and different platforms, and um, it's it's like we're forgetting. We're forgetting our humanity. We're forgetting that's a human being. Uh, however uh, awful their opinion might feel to us. <laughs> that is another human being and ultimately we're made of the same stuff and ultimately we all want the same love we all want to share it and experience it and it's good to be reminded and to to be more compassionate
0: Mm, absolutely i think compassion love and compassion and forgiveness i think really truly are the biggest messages of our times yes totally um
1: and that's that's really the biggest thing and you know that, that was my wonderful answer <laughs> <laughs> going back to my own explorations and troubles uh, that was my big answer but I did find something that trips us up which is the other um uh chapter let's say in our discussion today um which is the karmic relationships the karma
0: mm. um, why don't you expand on that a little bit I'd love to hear more
1: I'm just going to go ahead. Thank you so much. I'm all fired up about about this topic. It's just such a big thing for me. And Mm -hmm. and it might work as well. Um, So the soul relationships. um, If we really tune into that loving connection, everything will be harmonious and we will naturally um, be oriented towards the people with whom we have the best creative potential. However, there are some knots in this little... Um, um, what shall I call it a a web okay a little web so what are the knots the the knots come from karma so karma uh, is not a good thing or a bad thing it just means cause and effect so every energy we put out uh, whether it's a thought or words or an action it has an impact and that is something we cannot get away from um, whatever we we see, we have to sow, to sow, and that's that's absolutely a law. Okay. Um, now, unfortunately, all of our actions and words have not always come out of that pure love that we were talking about, the mm-hmm. unconditional pure love as the essential being, but they come from all kinds of emotions, so they're polarized, uh, and they can be negative or they can be positive. So then we have an awful lot of causes and effects um, that just accumulate over time and gather momentum as other other people add onto the energy. So for example, you mentioned all those debates, the heated debates and people arguing about this and that and fighting with each other, uh, having very different opinions about things. Um, So say um, there is an angry energy that forms and then more people get involved in that, there's more anger and more anger and more anger. Okay, this has has built, it has escalated from maybe one person making one comment to 200, 500, 5,000 people getting angry now. And this energy will continue to grow and it has to dissipate at some point so every, uh, every emotional expression, every energy will be transformed. It's not gonna stay like that forever. But if someone is adding up and more people and more people, then it will just continue. And it will uh, create a, um, a certain gravitational pull so that more people might be drawn into it. This happens in families and family systems. Our Great, 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 great. Grandfather, for example, could have been in a war, could have had some awful experience. That energy is there, it's not healed, it's not brought back to love, and it might gather momentum and continue through the line. And this also happens through our past lives, I have found. So, our actions in other times may still impact us now. This was one of my biggest discoveries. I'd heard about that. And um, as I was developing spiritually and doing my healing, more of these memories were coming of my own lives. Um, but at some point, as I started to do more uh, healing of these energies and um the psychic channel really opened up for me, um I, I could see them played out like like movies. I, I would work with someone and I would see the ancestors and I would see the story and I would see what happened in all the past lives, and it was just incredible how relevant those ancient events those ancient thoughts, those ancient words and actions were impacting someone here now today. Because actually there is no past and present and future. It's all happening in the present moment. And Mm. all of these actions, all of these causes and effects are always current and they can be triggered very, very easily. Mm -hmm. And I found that they were activating a lot of relationships so that there might be really strong attraction um, towards someone, and you'd think, "Oh, that's such an amazing person! Oh my God, I so want to be with them." Happened to me, uh, but actually, it was a very hurtful relationship because there was a lot of negative karma that was being uh, acted out. Hmm. I'm curious: have you found that? Have you have you noticed anything like that yourself?
0: Oh, absolutely, and and that that really is the basis of the healing and transformation work that I do. That um, the, the interrelationality and the interconnectedness of our own unique life and soul experiences in this lifetime, the experiences of our ancestors through our lineages and whether that's our you know, genetic or blood lineage or our soul lineages, as well as the past lives. So I, I find it absolutely fascinating. And the deeper you start to go into this and the more you work with people and explore your own energetics and your own wounding as well I mean it is incredible how much baggage you might be holding on to and how quickly you can also shift that once you start to understand the root causes
1: yes exactly absolutely and of course there are many ways there are kind of more body-based ways we can work with the breath we can work with movement um meditation practices um and I have found my own way of clearing these energies very swiftly and gracefully. And as you say, it's, it's a fantastic relief to realize um, that it can be done. And actually, I find it can be done much faster than uh, some years ago. Um, yes. So where it might take you like a whole lifetime to go through only a little karma. Now you can burn through eons of it, like very, very quickly. And I think that that is a part of our evolutional Uh, evolutionary journey as humanity and it's a wonderful opportunity for us uh, to do this for ourselves and for each other.
0: Yes absolutely I have chills all over me when you talk about that and I have also seen that and um, yeah with the ascension process that our planet is going through I mean I think the opportunities that are available to us are I think on a daily basis just growing exponentially and it's really is up to us whether we grab those or not, and and how openly we start to embrace the fact that we have incredible healing powers within ourselves.
1: Mm, absolutely, absolutely, it's it's uh, it does give me joy, I have to say. <laughs> it does.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Well, Elena, I would still love to hear a little bit more. Um, I know you work a lot with Tantra and sacred sexuality. So could you take us into that topic a little bit more deeper as well, please?
1: Uh, Yes, it's uh, it's interesting. Well, to be honest, I have been focusing more on the psychic dimension because what I found is that um, people who were uh, very engaged with Tantric work hadn't necessarily done enough of the healing. Or the clearing of all those karmic um, energies, so that um, with with tantric practice um, they would burn themselves effectively. Um, Mm. It's like um, yeah, putting gas on the fire, you know. Um, And that was also one of the reasons when I thought, you know, what, put the brakes on the tantra, let's do some of the karmic clearing first, Um, because. Tantric practice is a very painful way to burn karma. Mm. It's, uh, it's 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 it literally burns your life, and it's not so cool <laughs> when it can be done much more gracefully and much more tenderly. Uh, I think that there are better healing tools, and then tantric practice can be a spiritual practice um, or or more of a discipline or more of a a tool for couples let's say to connect more and embrace more of their uh, creative energy and and activate more of their power to co-create that's powerful to deepen their connection and that's really fantastic but so much easier when you don't bring too much baggage to it um Mm. yeah Um, I remember going to a workshop a while ago it was a couple's workshop I went there with my partner and um, you know how they dealt with emotions is you said I'm emotional you would go away from your partner for a while you know to deal with it and that was the technique basically which for me was not satisfactory you know it was not satisfactory Um, and and otherwise, you know, you see a lot of emotional uh, release happening and, and just sometimes re-traumatizing happening in a lot of the circles that I've, I've been in and seen. And it, it just didn't, didn't feel like uh, the best way to do it. Um, so I, I do like to do the healing work in as graceful a way as possible and then come to the tantric exploration with, with a lighter... And uh, lighter feeling. And mm. starting with the soul connection, then working working down.
0: Right. That's a super interesting way to look at t- tantra. And I suppose mm-hmm. there are also mm-hmm. so many different ways to practice, and so many different practitioners who all have or may not have done their own personal healing work as as well. Mm. Um, but I do love the idea of approaching all of it through that soul connection and you know using those healing modalities that take you really deep and allow you to address the root causes and really release the emotional charge around the wounding that you might be carrying so that you are able to then express yourself in a relationship through sexual sacred sexuality through communication through that relating that that true soul connection that you are talking about
1: yes yes Yes, because it's it's you know especially in a sacred relationship or, or a sacred marriage, okay, um, a- everything will come up. The idea is that you're creating a, a very strong container um, for for some very powerful alchemy, and um, you know it's it's good to have done more of your own personal work. You know, each each person, each one of us, before. Chucking it all, all into the, the one cauldron. It can be very overwhelming um, for people. And it also depends on the types of relationships one is going for. Uh, so for example, in a lot of the tantric circles, you know, po- polyamory is, is very popular. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not necessarily an expectation that would have like one very committed relationship or a terribly safe container uh for when things come up and things co- do come up right um mm. so if you're going to do this really really deep gut wrenching kind of <laughs> connecting with someone it's good to feel safe in the container and to to and to also have a certain longevity in that relationship that will allow you to perform the alchemy because these things take time mm. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah that for me is also a consideration like the whole lifestyle and, and the relationship container as well
0: hmm. and that I think is a beautiful way of of really combining the divine and the and the mundane that you started with in this interview to take you to that deeper level and living it house on a daily basis yes yes
1: um Absolutely. Um, And we are we're experiencing a time now when a lot of the structures are falling apart. You know, divorce rates are super high and uh, families don't look like they used to anymore. And um, we have a different relationship with the governments and the political structures and the financial structures. Everything's changing. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're trying to find new ways of experiencing community. uh, we, we are, we're trying to gather around different values and principles and trying to find our place in the world and the structures, that the networks that will support us. And it's, it's a big, big uh, transformation where a lot is falling apart and we're really thrown back into ourselves to, to find what is truly important to us and what is our contribution. Um, but I am optimistic. I feel that we'll come out of this great challenge Um, all the wiser and more conscious and more loving
0: Mm. well it certainly is a beautiful opportunity for that for all of us so yes holding space that (laughs) as many of us as possible will come out of this wiser and and readier to to work with ourselves at that deep level
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: beautiful (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> now Elena you've given us a lot of information here and I know that you've also got a gift for our listeners could you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yes um, I do miss having physical workshops and retreats and being together with others but at the moment I'm doing quite a lot online and so I would like to invite our listeners to join one of my workshops for free. Um, mm. the, the way to do this is to send me an email, info at elenaangel.com, and just a free workshop offer, and I will give you a little code to sign up for the next workshop. Um, there's a few things going on at the moment. I have some uh, meditation energy work um, groups, and I also have um, an Akashic readings uh, group where we might uh, explore a certain topic, um, from perhaps a, a healing perspective or an energetic perspective or spiritual perspective, um, and then see how we might apply certain um, principles and understanding to improve these situations in our lives. And then we actually do some energetic processes um, where we can feel very profound transformation. And uh, these are all uh, channeled, I'm a voice channel, so I use my voice and, uh, and take you on a journey. Uh, so you will probably go into a deep trance in these experiences, um, get some fantastic insights. Um, you can see some past lives perhaps, or understand more of the soul dimension, perform some very deep healing, um, come out again as, as a new you, um, able to um, have breakthroughs and move forward in, in a much, much more powerful way.
0: Mm, that sounds super super potent thank you so much for gifting that to our listeners and I might just jump in on one of those workshops myself
1: (laughs) yeah please do they're amazing fun and it's always lovely to connect with the people you know we share and uh, exchange and and it's uh, it's as close to a an actual live workshop as I can make it and uh, Mm. hopefully it'll be possible to have some of those again before long
0: let's hold space for that and and really just hold that space that things will yeah. return to i don't want to use the word normal but that things will return to a way where we're able to freely truly interact with each other again
1: yes absolutely yeah mm. and thank you so much for uh creating this space for us it's so wonderful to connect in this way and to share um all our experiences and uh, enrich each other in this way
0: Mm, thank you, Elena, and it's it's been a real blessing to have you with us today. And I really appreciate all of the wisdom that you shared with us. So thank you.
1: And you, thank you so much, and everyone listening, lots of luck.
0: Thank you, Elena. Now, just for a moment, let's everybody focus our intention on this beautiful energy that's been activated, and imagine sending this energy to everybody everywhere on our planet and beyond to remember that we are all one and that the more of us that are stepping into our power and really exploring our strengths and our skills and our gifts, the more quickly our planet will also ascend. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here.